Welcome to Chaos Theory Tales Askew. This is part three of The Somnambulus by Gabriel Enrique Lanas. Awake. I'm standing in the middle of the street. A car is careening towards me. Its bright lights are flashing. Its horn is blaring. I try to run. Nothing. I try to jump. Nothing. I try to react at all. I hear the groaning noise coming out of my clogged mouth again. I realize that I'm trying to scream in terror. One foot shuffles forward. It's the only movement I get out of my body that hasn't forsaken me. Dear God, the car is right on top of me. I get one more hateful shuffle out of my feet. The car swerves. Thank God. My mind reels. I can't concentrate. I know that I'm falling asleep again. I don't want to be asleep anymore. Out of the corner of my eye, I see the car barrel into a tree. It hits full speed and bursts into flame. I need to go get help. There are people in the car. I try to move to get my body going in that direction. It almost responds. I sort of turn that direction, but I feel my grip on this part of the world slipping away again. What the hell is going on now? I can't see. The whole world has gone dark. I know that I'm sitting in a chair, looking over a horizon that I can't see because of the inky blackness. There is nothing but space in front of me. And I'm afraid to move because I can't see. At least it isn't some claustrophobic darkness. There is no sensation that I dread more than confined spaces. I don't want to move, but I choose to stand just to stretch my legs. The movement is slow, but I get it done and it feels good to stretch for a moment. Vertigo passes quickly. I must have just stood up too fast in spite of the slothfulness of my movements. I don't dare move. Who knows what will be lurking beyond my vision in these insidious dreams. Something is strange. It isn't quite so dark anymore. It isn't so much black as pitch, but gray like slate. Amidst the gray I can see outlines of mountains. The thinnest sliver of light comes over the distant hill. Slowly my eyes begin to adjust to the semi-darkness. As they adjust, it begins to get lighter, and I realize that the sun is coming up over the majestic mountains. It is your typical movie western sunrise. At first it is just a paling of the sky from gray to blue. Then the sky begins to transition into a sort of yellow-orange color. The sun coronas over the mountains, giving way to the purest of white light, as my eyes look out on a magnificent open wilderness that gives way to those of far-off hills. I try to look in that direction, but the sun is too bright. Something else is odd. There is a noise like a small thunderclap somewhere. Clouds begin to move and swirl through the air. They are moving much too fast. Each cloud is doing its best to strangle out the sun. I hear the thunder again. This time it is closer and I see the lightning. I take a step towards it onto the great expanse of sand, realizing immediately that I am in the middle of the waste. There is no shelter, and there is lightning striking. I am by far the tallest thing within a few hundred miles. Dread fills me. I know that I have to find shelter, but where I do not know. So I start to move in the direction of the mountains. I take ten steps, and as is the way with dreams, I am in the mountains. 
I look around to see if there is anywhere that I can hide. The open air screams and seems to be pressing down on me, watching me, seeking to devour me. Up in the hills I see a cave. I make my way over loose shale and pebbles towards it. The movement here is all wrong. I stumble forward as the storm begins to intensify. My movement hinders me more than helping me. Lightning strikes feet away from me, flinging rock that has melted to glass into my arms, chest, and face. It burns, and I lose my balance, slipping into the rocks. I tear up my leg. The pain is excruciating. My blood doesn't look right. It looks like it is black water flowing from my leg. Another bolt of lightning. This time, it strikes within inches. The white-hot agony of the strike courses through my body, and I begin to burn. I trip, stumble forward, falling on my face. Involuntarily, I stop, drop, and roll down the sharp rocks of the mountainside. The, the fire is extinguished, my body's flayed open in places. Awake! I'm getting a real close-up view of the asphalt. My left eye seems a bit blurry. There's something stuck in my eye. I can't get my body to respond the way that it should. I make small, jerky movements that eventually get me in sort of a push-up position. I look ahead of me. I see the car that swerved to miss me wrapped soundly around a tree. It is burning intensely and I hear a strange hissing noise. The hiss gives way to silence for a moment, then BOOM! An explosion rocks in the air, pushing me back into the asphalt and sending hot metal and glass into the backside of my body. I feel the pain, but it is dulled. I know that I have to get up. Something is driving me to get up. Once more I struggle. It takes what feels like an eternity just to get to my knees. Then I see her. The driver of the car is lying prostrate. I must help her. I am the reason that she is in this predicament. I just can't get my body to do what I want it to do. I half crawl, half drag myself toward her. I see her look at me and cringe. What do I look like that would make her face twist in such a way? There's something on the ground that is slick and oily. My hand slips in it, my head makes hard contact with the ground. As I hit, I hear the woman scream at my sudden movement, as though she is expecting me to jump on her and eat her. This is the last thought that crosses my mind as the whole world turns black again. My eyes open. I am somewhere else. Somewhere that I know is part of this dream cycle that I just can't escape. Not that escaping is pleasant. Each time I do, things get worse. I will make it through. This has all been a dream. It is all a figment of my imagination brought on by too much pizza before bed, my boss, or too much stress at home. I will wake up, and when I do, oh God, when I do, I will be the happiest man on earth. I just have to wake up. For right now, I'm in a room filled with all shades of velvet covering the walls. I am on some type of lounge chair that is beautiful burgundy made of crushed velvet. Its soft touch is a welcome change from the asphalt and glass. Looking at my surroundings, so is the rest of the dream. This I could get used to. My brief moments of lucidity weren't really something that I wanted to experience again. I think about my son crying. Is my son okay? What is going on? Where am I wandering to now? Am I sleepwalking through helping the people that just wrecked their car to avoid me? This place that I am in is truly amazing. It's like a scene from The Mask of the Red Death. The whole room is awash in gaudy colors, not unlike the sunset that I flew through. The whole area is clothed in burgundies, royal blues, purples, and forest greens. What lies before me, though, is really tempting me. A feast, a banquet, is about to begin. And that is the end of installment three 
of the Somnambulus by Gabriel Enrique Lanis. If you enjoyed this story, you may find more at Chaos Theory Tales Askew, located at www.genspace.com, spelled G-E-N-S-P-A-C-E dot com. Just click the top eyeball. You'll know what I mean. <laughs>